Welcome to another episode. I am V, and this is the Sussex Set. Welcome to a Thanksgiving week episode of the podcast. I'm sure you'll forgive me. I didn't have an episode out on yesterday because it was Thanksgiving. However, I do just want to just upload a quick episode while I had some time this Friday morning. Now, whether you get the episode on Friday morning, depending on how fast I edit, but hopefully I'll get it to you on Friday if you're in the States, probably Saturday if you're overseas. But instead of doing the charity spotlight, I just want to just hit on a couple of things. Congratulations to the Sussex Great Forest. In the last episode, I talked about um, this great initiative and, you know, everybody was tweeting and retweeting. And just over the last week, we hit the goal. They met the goal of of uh, 10,000 trees. And the, so now they're doubling down and going beyond that. Because, again, remember, this is an initiative that's going all the way up until Archie's first birthday. So just want to congratulate those 12 women for starting this initiative, putting it together, and just really opening so many people's eyes to the importance of caring for our one environment and doing that little bit. So just what blows my mind is when you hear it, 10,000 sounds like a big number. Not when you think of the amount of trees that already exist on the planet, but we're cutting them down probably at a rate that far outpaces those that grow. And so if everybody just plants a tree, a lot of people were planting trees in their own backyard, or maybe you've always wanted to plant that fruit tree, or, you know, maybe there's a tree planting initiative in your area that you then joined in and took a part of after seeing the initiative of the Sussex Great Forest. And then just donating. That's what I've done. So far, I've donated to Tree Sisters. I intend to donate to all three excuse me, all four, the remaining three over the course of the next month or so. Um, I wish I could just, I want to donate a sizable or a big enough amount to each one of them. And I can't do that all four at one time. So that's why I'm kind of having to spread it out. But it's going six months. So you can spread yours out too. But the thing is, we are all taking part. So when you donate, you get a tree planted by the number, you know, by the amount that you donate. So, it's just really a great initiative. And some of you saw Harry and Megan shared it as a story on their Instagram, just acknowledging it and giving it that much more attention. You know, the write up in Harper's Bazaar was great. Just so many people participating in that. And so I just want to congratulate those 12 ladies, as well as everyone who has helped spread the word and just keep it going. Because imagine if this is what was done in a week, six months, I just cannot wait like that. It's kind of like when Harry and Meghan donated $5,000 for a swimming pool. I cannot and forgive me because I didn't research it, but it's just a thought that I'm having. Um, I believe it. I believe it was Botswana or Malawi, but I can't remember specifically which country, but maybe it was Zimbabwe. But um, they donated 5,000 pounds to this development or or building of the swimming pool so that local kids would learn how to swim. Because when you learn how to swim, you prevent yourself from being a drowning victim. And they donated that in Archie's name. So getting him started off right. And I wish more parents would do that, even if it's a $10, $25 donation or whatever. Um, so imagine his first birthday, he's going to have all of these trees planted Almost to, you know, mark his first birthday, but it's 
just to show support, not just for the Sussex family, but for the environment in their name. And so that's what makes Harry and Meghan's efforts in the world so powerful is that they truly do open our eyes to what we can do. Like that's true charity, opening someone else's eyes to what they can do, you know, whether you're buying a purse for SmartWorks, you know, to help a lady who's going in for an interview or planting a tree, you know what I mean? So I I just really love the squad. I love everything that we're all pushing ourselves forward to do, but on behalf of other people. And that includes us all because we all benefit when more trees exist in the environment. So well done. Well done, ladies. Definitely had to shout you out. And of course, as I'm seeing a lot on the timeline today, I want to say congratulations, even a solemn congratulations, I would say, uh, for the upstart of the Yuanini Mordiana Foundation. That foundation was started to honor Nini, as she's lovingly called, who you may remember when Harry and Meghan were in South Africa, Duchess of Sussex, she tied a ribbon at the site where this poor girl was, where her life ended, basically. And uh, she was the victim of gender-based violence, which plagued South Africa, plagues a lot of places. But we we got to see a little bit more of how the women in South Africa are impacted when Harry and Meghan visited there recently. So I'm glad that foundation exists. I'm sure it is needed. I want to learn a lot more about it and just see how I can help, see how I can even just spread the knowledge of it, the existence of it. I have not yet seen the video uh, contribution of the Duchess of Sussex, although I know she did. It was reported that she she did uh, make a video speech or uh, just a contribution I would say, to the opening of this foundation. So rest in peace to Nini and definitely condolences to her parents and to the parents and families of any victim of gender-based violence. We're getting into that holiday season and so many families are going to be missing someone. And I have to tell you, as someone who has lost a friend to murder, um, the holidays are tough, you know, Uh, Not necessarily to get too deep into that, but when someone's missing because they lost a battle with cancer or, you know, they died in an accident or, you know, so many different things can happen. And I always say everybody's going to pass before they're ready. Don't care how old you are. But see, when someone's life is taken from them, that's a choice somebody made to take that life. You know, and then to know that they're no longer here because of somebody else's choices, it's hard to stomach. So I just really think about those families, the Retiana family in particular. I admire their strength and I just wish them so much grace and and Godspeed as they go forward to ensure that her name never dies, but to create something that can help someone else from falling to the fate that their daughter, sister, cousin, niece fell to, which was so unnecessary. So I thank the Duchess of Sussex for contributing to that, for shining a light on that, for people who wouldn't have otherwise known about not just Nini, but all of the victims of gender-based violence in South Africa and other places. And may she rest in peace. So what else is news? Um, 
turns out Royal Family Journalist and Daily Mail Journalist, and go ahead and put air quotes around the word journalist, Shady Nickel, she got illegally obtained information to report in her stories in which that doesn't surprise any of us, right? However, it is good to see it is officially disclosed. Ask T because Shady Nichols has not had balanced reporting since Megan joined the royal family, correct? And it's no mistake that she works for the publication that is being sued by the Duchess of Sussex. Now, I'm not saying that there is a connection, but what I'm saying is it doesn't look good together when you look at it all together. And I'm just going to go ahead and assume that even before Megan joined the royal family, she had illegally obtained information because of that's the culture of the Daily Mail. That's just what they do. We see it time and time again going way back, decades actually. But when a juggernaut like Megan joins the royal family, it's like all of these tabloid journalists, it's like they lost their freaking minds. But she's one of the people that I actually didn't know existed on the planet until... <laughs> And I'm being so sincere. I didn't know any of these people existed because I don't care about British tabloids. But soon after Meghan joined the royal family, all of a sudden I'm knowing who someone like Shady Nickel is or, you know, the other ones who's, you know, I I don't even want to mention their names, but you you already know. Just go through the whole list, girl, Palm Olive. Nobody knew y'all. Nobody cared about what y'all did. Nobody cared that you even breathed oxygen until Megan joined the royal family. And why is that? Because people like that soon then begin to tell lies and manipulate the truth in in order to get the profits that a juggernaut like Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, was bringing in all of a sudden. Greed usually makes you more greedy. Katie Nichol, a world-renowned tabloid authority on the royal family, has written for the Daily Mail and the Mail on Sunday for nearly 20 years. But, Byline Investigates can reveal, that during her career, she has published exclusive stories using unlawfully obtained private information in her celebrated newspaper column, derived from phone hacking and illegal private investigations. The targets include Prince Harry, Carol Middleton, Hugh Grant, and Kate Moss. Our journalists have spoken to phone hackers and private investigators who admitted to supplying Ms. Nickel with unlawfully obtained private information for her mail on Sunday celebrity gossip column. Greg Miskew was the in-house master of the dark arts for the news of the world. He later went on to be a freelance supplier of tips and stories for the mail on Sunday and other newspapers. He claims to have sold illegally obtained information to Katie Nickel. Byline Investigates has also spoken to two private investigators linked to Katie Nichols' stories. Ms. Nichol was a customer of convicted private investigator Steve Whittemore, from whom she bought at least nine illegally obtained ex-directory numbers. Steve Whittemore claims Katie Nichol used his services on a regular basis. Former private investigator, Glenn Mulcair was jailed in 2007 for hacking Prince Harry and Prince William for the news of the world, as was Ms. Nichols' royal diary counterpart, at the tabloid. But in January this year, Mulcair, who is now a whistleblower, told Byline Investigates that in 2005 to 2006 he was also supplying voicemail transcripts to the Mail on Sunday. He also claims to have seen evidence of his illegally obtained information in Nichols' gossip column. Katie Nichol, 
The Daily Mail and The Mail on Sunday have never admitted to using phone hacked information for stories. Sis was a whole last loyal customer to a private investigator for her stories. Let that sink in. Now, I'm not even surprised by this. I'm not even outraged by this because it's right in line with the Daily Mail and the gutter thug journalists that they hire. That includes Piers Morgan. That includes anybody else who works for them because they clearly have an agenda. So many of these publications, tabloids, they have an agenda. But it's good to see it spelled out because none of these people really have any merit. And the irony is They're trying to take away from the people who actually do have merit in their work. Katie Nichol ain't got no merit in what she does. Piers Morgan is a talking head. That's all he does. He's a blowhard who has, I guess he got stands too. He got fans too. But he's preaching to whoever wants to hear him preach all this garbage that he talks about. Same for any of these columnists, especially the columnists, like this chick right here. The audacity of these types of people to make a living now. And again, their living increased when Megan joined the family. Uh, Even though some of these date back to 2007, as you heard. But even though they're making a profit off of these people, you're taking away or you're trying to take away in the minds of other people, the people that you're talking to in your column and in your shows, You're trying to take away from the people who are actually out here doing things, doing work. Certainly, Harry was out here doing work in 2007 and 2008. He's doing even more of it now. And she's wrote some horrible things about Megan. It's no mistake that she works for the Daily Mail or Mail on Sunday, whatever that is. She's their people. So shout out to Byline Investigates. They really do excellent work. They've done more to reveal the true faces behind some of these journalists and they reveal who they truly are like these people are not a lot of times we see someone's name in the paper or their name on tv or their their face on tv and that used to carry more weight than it does currently but still there's so many people that give these folks credit just because of the types of jobs they have they are scum in my in my view they're scum and Something like this really only goes to further prove that. So, Dirty Nickel Girl, we see you. We're not surprised, though. We're not surprised. And I also want to give a quick shout out to Archbishop Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, who married the Duchess of Sussex and the Duke of Sussex on that very memorable wedding day for basically stepping up to the plate and defending Megan against the unfair coverage that she gets in the press. It's just another one of those moments where you see, oh, wow, so this is a person, a heavyweight, putting his opinion out there and saying, yeah, I see it, and it's not right. I love it. I love it. So shout out to him. What he said was she is a person of profound humanity and deep concern for people seeking to carry out her role with every ounce of her being. And I think she's a remarkable person. Now, he said that in an interview with Emma Barnett on, I believe it was Radio 5 Live, the BBC. And he continued by saying, one of the things I'm most aware of is their sheer sense of duty and commitment, which means they know this is a life sentence. Ooh, life sentence. Interestingly, <laughs> language but 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, but continuing, <laughs> just bear with me because that kind of caught me off guard. Even if they decided that they withdraw from public life and never take any public money and disappear, they'd still be pursued because they'd be the ex-royal. Okay, so yeah, I, I totally get it. In that sense, it certainly is a life sentence. It's kind of like how Diana, Diana was technically an ex-royal when she died. But uh, he continues, it is genuinely a life sentence without any let up. I'm so admiring of the way they behave, end quote. I mean, those are those are really kind words from an individual who you could say is completely neutral. You know, he's an official for the Church of England, but he's looking at it from an objective point. He doesn't really have a dog in the fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he's observing. And I think it's pretty big that he actually shared his opinion on that. And truthfully, you would think everyone would have that same opinion as opposed to saying, oh, well, they should be grateful. Oh, well, they live off the taxpayers. Even if, again, and I totally agree, if they just left it all behind, they'd still be pursued and vilified, if I can use George Clooney's language. Pursued and vilified. It just is no let up. So in that sense, it definitely is a life sentence. And, and to see how how positive they remain and how eager they are to continue to make voices amplified that wouldn't otherwise be amplified without their efforts to do that and to be unrelenting as the way they are. That's why that's why I promote them as much as I do and spend so much of my time doing that because it's a lesson that everybody can take from that. Or people like that. They're not the only ones who do it, but they're, they're two people that I see as being more relatable or more relatable to a younger generation than other folks that I admire who also do the same kind of work. But they're making it cool. You know, like Megan said, it, it is cool to be kind. And you see Prince Harry and uh, the initiatives that they're involved in and how young people respond to them. I don't understand why people who are doing that are being vilified. And so it sounds like the Archbishop of Canterbury basically doesn't understand either. And um, he also said that he thought it was totally undeserved, which is true. So shout out to him. And also shout out to the person who asked the question, because I remember there was a time when nobody was actually even asking the question. People were talking about Harry and Meghan and whatever interviews they were giving, but nobody was really pointing to the elephant in the room. And now, it, hopefully, it seems like standard practice because if you're going to speak about them, let's actually speak about them in the way that they're being covered and point it out. And I think the more people pointing to this thing and looking at it and saying, that's not right, that's actually wrong what you're doing to these people, then instead of it being standard practice for people to just lie and make up things about them, it will be standard practice for folks to who are writing about them to actually try to tell the truth because people are going to want to know about what they're doing, whether you're writing lies or whether you're telling the truth. Hopefully it will be standard practice where those that are writing about them are actually being fair to them, to use Megan's uh, language. Just be fair. Nobody's asking you to put a halo around my head, but be like, be real, be real about what you're putting out there. And also don't be racist. 
Don't be racist. And then when people call you out on being racist, don't call uh, <laughs> don't call them like bleeding heart liberals for pointing to your racist behavior and calling it what it is. You know, drop the talking points and just try to pick up some common sense. That's it. That's all we ask. <laughs> That's literally all people are asking folks to do. But uh, yeah, shout out to the the, the Archbishop of, of uh, Canterbury for doing that. And um, I thought he and Reverend um, Michael Curry, I thought they made a great pair on their wedding day. And so uh, that's really great to see. And it was great to read that. And I guess this turned out to be a mini cast because that is pretty much all I have for today. I really do appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in. Hit me up on social media. Find me at Sussex Squad on Twitter, at Sussex Set on Instagram. Definitely leave your girl a rating or review on iTunes. I would really appreciate that. That helps people find the podcast. And of course, I just have to shout out my patrons on Patreon. I really appreciate you guys for supporting the podcast the way you do. I really just can't. I wish I could just hug each of you personally, like individually, if you're a hugger, because some people don't like hugs. <laughs> I love hugs. So uh, just accept this virtual hug. I really appreciate you guys. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday if you're American or you celebrate that. And as we lead into Christmas, I just hope each and every one of you, patron or not, you guys just stay safe out there. You know, this is the holiday season. And I don't know about you where you're where you are, but things kind of get crazy, can get crazy. People can get a little bit desperate. So just watch your back. Be careful. You know, you can never be too safe. You really can't. And so uh, just take care and enjoy your loved ones. If you have time off, enjoy your time off. Just chillax as we bring in 2020. I cannot believe we are going into the 20s, girl. And I really feel like this is going to be a major year for Harry and Meghan. We know that we have the Sussex Royal Foundation. It's going to be official. Archie turns one, you know, and I hope for you. I hope for me. I hope for anybody who's listening that this is the best year coming up of your life. So uh, once again, thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, keep shining your light. And until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me. Kill me.